Our second lesson is from the 18th chapter of John's Gospel, verses 28 through 40. This follows what we read together last week. Jesus has been brought before the religious authorities with Annas and Caiaphas and found guilty, and now they send him to Pilate. They took Jesus from Caiaphas to Pilate's headquarters. It was early in the morning. They themselves did not enter the headquarters so as to avoid ritual defilement and to be able to eat the Passover. So Pilate went out to them and said, What accusation do you bring against this man? They answered, If this man were not a criminal, we would not have handed him over to you. Pilate said to them, Take him yourselves and judge him according to your law. But the Jews replied, We are not permitted to put anyone to death. This was to fulfill what Jesus had said when he indicated the kind of death he was to die. Then Pilate entered the headquarters again, summoned Jesus, and asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered, Do you ask this on your own, or did others tell you about me? Pilate replied, I'm not a Jew, am I? Your own nation and chief priest have handed you over to me. What have you done? Jesus answered, My kingdom is not from this world. If my kingdom were from this world, my followers would be fighting to keep me from being handed over to the Jews. But as it is, my kingdom is not from here. Pilate asked him, So you are a king. Jesus answered, You say that I am a king. For this I was born, and for this I came into the world to testify to the truth. Everyone who belongs to the truth listens to my voice. And Pilate said, What is truth? After he had said this, he went out to the Jews again and told them, I find no case against him. But you have a custom that I release someone for you at the Passover. Do you want me to release for you the king of the Jews? They shouted in reply, not this man, but Barabbas. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Would you pray with me? Gracious God, we did not come this day to hear a human word. We came this day to hear your Holy Spirit speak into our lives. We want to be convicted, Lord God, convicted by your truth and your grace and your love. And so we pray, come, Holy Spirit, may everything human fall away. Amen. In the 1950s, there was a theory of counseling, mental health counseling, that was developed. It was called, is called family systems theory. And I'll give you the, the loosest definition of how it works. The idea is that in every family, 
that there are different roles people take within the family to do the emotional work. And so if you can identify these roles within the family, you can move towards health. In the same way, there are theories about how dysfunctional families work, particularly families that are affected by addiction. In those theories, each of the children within that system in particular tend to live out a particular kind of role. So for instance, the oldest child is usually in the role of the hero. They take care of the younger siblings. They pick up the responsibilities of the addicted parent. They are the savior of the family. Oftentimes, the youngest child plays a role called the lost child. The whole family is so busy handling this addiction that that child is often forgotten and lost. And then there is what is usually the middle child. And this role is called the scapegoat. In this role, all of the problems of the family are blamed on this child because it's easier to blame them than deal with the addicted parent. But by far, the most grievous thing that that child, the scapegoat, does is they tell the truth. Over and over again, they tell the truth. They tell the truth to the family about what the addiction is doing and how wrong it is and how much it's hurting them. They are the truth teller and nobody likes them for it. To constantly throw the addicted person's behavior in their face does not make you a beloved member of the family. It makes you an outsider. Jesus in some way is doing much the same. He's been telling the truth over and over again and they want to kill him for it. Jesus has gone to the faithful people of God, the Jewish people, and he has said, the Lord God has asked you to be a holy people set apart so that others might come to believe in God and what you have done is you've just set up a system of insiders and outsiders. Jesus has gone to these religious people who have power in the community and he has held up a mirror and said to them, you aren't taking care of the least and the lost. You've set up these useless rituals that you carry out and think that that makes you right with God instead of changing your very heart and caring for others. Over and over again, Jesus has held up the mirror and shown them that God has called them to be a force for good and love in the world and they have failed again and again and they want to kill him. They want to kill him so badly that they bring him to Pilate, who is a governor in the Roman Empire. And when Pilate says, what's your charge against him? They give this lovely answer. Well, we wouldn't have brought him to you if you weren't guilty. They can't articulate what the charge is, but they are bringing him to Pilate because Pilate can kill people. 
And so the charge before them is that he's the king of the Jews, which in Roman Empire would have been treason. Yes, because there is only one Caesar who you worship. And so for him to claim himself as king is the issue. And so Pilate says, you, you are a king. And Jesus says this, essentially, you call me a king and you can call me whatever you want. But for this, I was born and for this, I came into the world to testify to the truth. And Pilate, I empathize with Pilate because he says, what is truth? What is truth? Is the truth that you are someone who has done these terrible things so much so that you should be killed? Is the truth that you are just a man who is trying to show people the way to God? What is the truth? Who could possibly know? And I think I empathize with Pilate because how many times in my life, how many times in your life have you wondered what is the truth? Is the truth that my only measure of worth is how successful I am? Because that's what everyone tells me out there. Is the truth that darkness is what actually has power in the world, that there will never be light again? Is that the truth? Because sometimes that's what it looks like. Is it the truth that there is so much evil in the world that God cannot possibly overcome it. Boy, it certainly seems like it. What's the truth? The truth is what Jesus has shown us his whole life long. In the first chapter of John's gospel, we are told that Jesus coming into the world, that he is full of grace and truth. What is truth? Truth is a God who loves his people so very much that he comes to them as a person. That's truth. The truth is that the world was dark and the light of Christ came into the world, not because we deserved it, but because we didn't. And yet we were offered hope and love and grace. In the eighth chapter of John's gospel, Jesus tells his followers, you should know the truth and the truth will set you free. The truth is that we cannot earn God's love, but we are offered it in the person of Jesus anyway. And friends, when you know that, you are relieved of the burden of having to hustle to prove your worth. When we know the truth of Jesus Christ, we know that we are all beloved children of God. There are no insiders and outsiders. There are just God's beloved children, broken and in need of a healer who comes in the person of Christ. Do you want to know what truth is? Look at the person of Christ and all that he taught us and listen to the Holy Spirit who is with us still, because that is truth. Truth is that there is grace and forgiveness. Truth is that there is no situation in which the Lord God cannot bring hope and redemption and reconciliation. Truth is Christ himself in the world. And you know, my favorite call to confession when I get to be the liturgist is that statement from John Calvin 
that the more we know about God, God's goodness, God's holiness, God's perfect love, the more we know about ourselves, all the ways we aren't good, all the ways we don't love perfectly, all the ways we don't forgive. In the same way, Calvin said, the more you get to know yourself, your brokenness and your sins, you come to know God, the God who came to us anyway in grace and truth and offered us love and reconciliation. That's what Lent is. It is a time to ask yourself, what is truth? And the answer is always Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God for the truth of God's reconciling love and grace in the world. Amen.